0: See what's possible at Santander. All applications are subject to status and our lending criteria. Your home may be repossessed if you do not keep up repayments on your mortgage. This episode of Business Inspires is brought to you by the village of Marble Cliff. Small village, big thinking. Find everything you need at marblecliff.org. This is Business Inspires, a monthly podcast of the Tri Village Chamber Partnership. To run a successful business, you need resources, valuable connections, and community recognition. Business Inspires will provide you with the tools, resources, and examples to inspire you to create the business you're envisioning. Here's Michelle Wilson.
1: Hi, this is Michelle Wilson with the Tri-Village Chamber Partnership, and I'm really excited to have uh, my friend and board member, Kent Studebaker, who is the current mayor of the village of Cliff, with me. Thank you for joining me, Kent.
0: I'm glad to be here, Michelle.
1: So glad to finally get around to this. Village of Marble Cliff also is a sponsor of this podcast, so we're very appreciative of that and, and helping us keep this ball rolling because we're, we're really uh, feeling like this is a, a great way to reach our members and um, and businesses and really give them a, a bit of a plug. So let's start off like we always do, and uh, even though this, is, this podcast is a little bit different because we're talking about uh, a village and not necessarily a business proper with walls and bricks and mortar around it. But um, let's ask about Kent. So when you were very young, <laughs> what did you think you would be when you grew up?
0: Well, when I was very young, I thought I'd be a doctor. And uh, I learned early on that that was not my calling. Um, so, <laughs> Did
1: blood make you a little Blood <laughs> made me very,
0: very woozy. Um, it was... Um, once I got to college and had exposure to uh, a very broad array of um, opportunities to study in the the liberal arts, that I found that I really did enjoy the government affairs, the the political environment, and that's where my focus was from Why? academics. <laughs> I think that. Um, well, this was back in um, the earlier <laughs> days of, of all of this, though. So, um, just intriguing. Um, it it truly is. I'm, it, I'm joking, it is, but yes. It, it becomes our history. And that's really something that I uh, was intrigued by and continue to be intrigued by. And um, what I'm learning is we're making our own little histories in our, our municipalities. So it does fit into to where I started um, I
1: love how you just took um, uh, what seems to be a small village and made a, a very large picture out of it.
0: Well, um, we may be small, but we deal with everything every other municipality deals with. So sure. it's just uh, uh, the economy's of scale, and scale and the size right. and, mm-hmm. and also uh, it, it's there. It's real. Um, uh, after college, I came to Columbus to work in the state legislature as a staff person. So I kept the theme going. Uh, From there, I uh, moved into an advocacy role with the state association and uh, worked uh, in that capacity for a few years, but with the organization until I retired. Um, During that time, I um, decided in the little village of Marble Cliff, I might give Village council, a try, and that was 1995. Okay, so uh, served on council until I, I became mayor nine years ago, mm-hmm. and um, it's been interesting, always something new. The smallness of the community doesn't necessarily mean we're sleepy, <laughs> right? And a goal of ours is to not be. I think the the history of the village is is very intriguing, but the most current history was people viewed it as just sort of a laid-back community that um, was not necessarily on the same level as any other municipality. Uh, From the inside and the administrative and and governance side, that's by no means the case.
1: Why do you think people viewed it that way?
0: Oh, I think um, smallness just just by virtue of you know we have four streets east and west four streets north and south mm-hmm. and
1: what's
0: the population pop, uh, population um is 570 per the last census okay and um we were bigger when there was uh, our um the, the nursing home there.
1: Oh, that's right. That's right. You had a few more <laughs> residents. had a few more residents at that point. Is <laughs> that St. Uh, Raphael's? Yes, St. Yes, Raphael's. Okay.
0: So we've stayed fairly consistent. We're landlocked like many of the older communities are here mm-hmm. in the area.
1: You know, I grew up in this area, and I was thinking about this this morning, just that um, it was always assumed that it was all just Grandview, you know, and I'm talking... Well, I'm not going to say how many years ago, but a while back. And, and now I really think that, um, council and you have, um, made a concerted effort to, to make yourselves known and, and you are. And I think it's, it's distinguishable. So kudos to all of you for that. But I think you also have a really nice focus on business and bringing, you know, businesses to Marble Cliff and what you bring to them. So I'd like to maybe talk about how many businesses are, are currently in the village of Marble Cliff. And I, I I also think people don't realize what those boundaries are, that you go all the way down to Dublin Road.
0: Um, we do. We uh, start at Cambridge Boulevard, both sides of the street, mm-hmm. um, and then uh, our western boundary is the river. Okay. Uh, the northern boundary is Fifth Avenue, and then the southern boundary gets a little squirrelier. Uh, we follow the railroad tracks around. Um, at First Avenue is the last street. That enters the village from from okay. uh, Grandview Heights. I think part of of what the the blurring of lines has um, ended up being the sense of a community that is school oriented. Mm-hmm. We do share the the school district with Grandview Heights. Um, we identified as a village many years ago that we're small enough that it would be. Uh, less efficient if we established our own services like police fire. So we have um, contracted with Grandview Heights for a number of years. Uh, There's a lot of similarity, but I think what the village governance wanted to establish was our identity as much for the business community because we do have a different taxing base than other communities around us. Um, Also in our residential area, we have a different taxing base for uh, our uh, residents that uh, live in the village. So we are different, yet alike.
1: Sure, yeah. But you, you and you have some fairly sizable businesses in a in a very small community.
0: We do the the, the number of businesses ebbs and flows, forty to fifty, mostly small. Uh, the largest property we have is at the corner of uh, Dublin and uh, Fifth, which um, is the uh, uh, sixteen hundred dublin road building it 's two hundred thousand square feet and uh, and
1: several buildings correct uh,
0: three buildings three on buildings. the campus okay uh, we were fortunate that a uh, handful of years ago we had uh, uh, an individual come in that really had some forethought for the buildings and uh, and that 's been beneficial for us uh, as many communities as most communities income taxes are our funding source. And you don't like to see a lot of empty space,
1: right? Sure. Yeah. Are there certain types of businesses that uh, you, as a as a organization, want to attract to the village specifically, or are you pretty open to new ideas and, and new industry?
0: I think um, under the circumstances of the type of space we have, we're probably probably limited based on that. But we would encourage any business that has an interest in locating in the village and we can find a space that would work for them mm-hmm. that we would, would work uh, to uh, make that happen. Uh, we've got a couple unique businesses uh, that we did work our zoning uh, so that they could come to the village. One is 1400 Food Lab, which is a, a unique type of small business incubator uh, focused to uh, food companies uh we found that to be really quite intriguing and has has worked well as a tenant in the village. Uh one of the other businesses that we were really very excited to to have look at the village and ultimately locate is uh, Zipline Logistics. Uh for us that's a 21st century company. Right. And for a, a little village that's 117 years old and that's the idea that many folks have of the village Having a business like that there, I think, offers a a really nice dynamic. Uh, Most of the other businesses, again, by virtue of the space, are going to be service-oriented or professional-oriented, and um, um, they all fit very nicely into the village.
1: You mentioned that the northern boundary was... Fifth Avenue and Zipline is on the north side of Fifth Avenue, but that still falls within the village.
0: Um, That's where the the um, municipal boundary lines get a little odd as you hit. The railroad track going west on 5th Avenue, it then starts to follow the railroad track of okay. the curve around. So okay. that brings in the 2,200 and 2,300 West 5th Avenue buildings.
1: Gotcha. And both men- both businesses that you mentioned, of course, Zipline and 1400 Food Lab, we've done podcasts with. So we yes. So uh, to the listener, go back and listen to those. Because they are really fascinating businesses, and Zipline is, uh, is really a... Uh, Cutting edge type of business that I knew nothing about until I did the podcast, and then I was really fascinated with them. And Food Lab, also, which I think is a, a, another good point for the village, is that great event space. I mean, great event you know space. for yes. um, for the village itself. You know, just this area in general is uh, is tight on event space for anybody to have an indoor event, and that. That space definitely has it, and it's a cool, unique space with, um, of course, food vendors right on site, so you have all kinds of uh, options right then and there. So tell me what a day in the life of a mayor looks like.
0: Well, I just came from Village Hall. Okay. So uh, today I was working with um, some questions we had about um, certain... Uh, restrictions that may be in place in the village for a particular activity, a business activity. Uh, we are governed by our zoning ordinances. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are um, not so set in stone that we indicate that it is this or nothing. And in, in the case of 1400 Food Lab in particular, that was one where we really did have to massage to make certain that If they were the business that we felt was the right fit for the space, our village council would work to, to make that, that happen. And, and it did. It gives a good, um, set of parameters for folks to understand as, as they're looking at the village. Uh, but they're, they're really very flexible. Um, much of what we're dealing with right now is residential oriented. And that is a a key element of, of our village. Uh, we have, um, uh, about 260 properties in the village. Um, again, landlocked. We've had a couple new builds here in the last, um, five years or so. But for the most part, we're dealing with, with homes that, that range, um, into the late 19th century to, to new builds, uh, of the 21st century. Sure. So, yeah. Um, and uh, we have uh, a, a number of just uh, local questions coming into the office. With the smallness, a number of our residents feel that, you know, we're, we're the answer uh, center for everything. And I mean <laughs> everything. <laughs> um, we may not be, we may not know the answer, but we're pretty good at guiding them to where, where they, they need to be.
1: I can imagine in a in a smaller yeah. populated village that you you probably get a lot of questions that make you scratch your head here and there, but that's kind of it also keeps it interesting, right? Well and, and part <laughs> of
0: what we've done uh, over the past week is uh, we've been in communication with the North Pole to make sure that Santa will be at our holiday party. You
1: guys are good. <laughs> You're better than I even gave you credit for. Goodness. Um Okay, so um, one of the, the projects, of course, I have personal interest in because our office with the chamber mm-hmm. used to be located in this property, but beautiful old mansion on West Fifth Avenue. And it's gone through, you know, a few iterations of being residential and, and then zoned for business and then maybe a mixed use. I, I'm not sure where the current zoning stands, but, um, you know, we've talked about that a lot. So what, what's currently going on with that and where's that project stand?
0: Um. The 2015 building that you're talking about is a, a, uh, um, mansion built in the early 19th century, um, uh, designed for family use, but for the past upwards to six decades, I think it has been used as businesses. Um, it's a Frank Packard design home. That's, uh, one of the, um, features of the village and its residential styling that we're very proud of. Uh, Frank Packard was prolific in the Columbus market. A number of his, his structures are business. Uh, we have a, a laboratory of, of residential design. We currently still have 10 homes that he designed in the village, and from one to the other, there are different designs. That being said, as we look at this structure, that's coming into play a little bit um, from an historic perspective. Uh, we've been approached by a developer to transform that property into residential. It is currently zoned commercial, so that's where the village council will need to take a look at, at its, its highest and best use. Um, it has, uh, had its ups and downs mm-hmm. in, in the discussion. I think we're currently at a proposal that is viewed as much more acceptable to the, to the community the Columbus Landmarks Foundation has been very uh, aggressively watching the property i think they are much more comfortable with with what's being proposed the basic reason uh we have a proposal now that that may move forward is because the structure is being maintained would be maintained uh they're looking at a residential community of up to 40 residential units, townhouses to flats.
1: Your, your population is going to boom again. It you will boom right. again, absolutely. <laughs> and that's something that, that we
0: keep keep an eye on. Um, when you have 570 folks, when you increase something of this magnitude, mm-hmm. you know, that can throw a different dynamic into the community. Sure. So we're still in early stages. We're waiting for a uh, final plan to be presented to council, and final only in the sense that we've had ideas and sketches we are looking more now at, at the the true impact in the community, the designs. Um, the so
1: you're not just talking to the North Pole.
0: We're not just talking to you're the really, North Pole. You no, really, you really are busy
1: we, with lots of.
0: We are grounded I mean, in reality. <laughs>
1: but, but but in all seriousness, you are grounded with reality. But in all seriousness, I mean, you're you're having lots of discussions that impact residents and businesses and traffic flow and the, you know influx into schools perhaps and uh, you know what that means to the community as a whole. And you are situated. Uh, as such that you're directly across the street. I mean, you cross the street and you're Upper Arlington. That's correct. And then you, know, you cross another street and you're in Grandview. So you have residents from all three of those communities. That is the Tri-Village area and, um, giving you input and giving you their, their opinions and, and what what should be done in different places. So I know you're hearing a lot from residents and businesses and you guys have to balance all of that. So I, I do know you're kept busy and it really is a business, even though um, people may not think of, you know, being mayor of a village or mayor of, of, a, of a small city, big business. It, it is. And you're managing budgets and you're, you're busy every day and managing people.
0: We have all of those factors uh, that, that do come into play in making the village work. Um, I, I think the advantage we may have in, in the 2015 project is, I think, a, a classic example as we're small enough that we can have town meetings. And I think most of our residents feel as though they can be individually heard. Um, I know all municipalities encourage input. Uh, I think the larger you get, the less some folks may feel they have the opportunity for input. Um, We do have town meeting setups. We had an open house uh, at the village hall to allow people to come in and talk one-on-one to the developer. Uh, We're really looking at making certain, as we do something, we do it right. Right. We're looking for still what's best for the village, but it has to be done right.
1: Sure. Well, clearly... I think a good example is the is Prescott Place and what used to be St. Rayfield's as we mentioned earlier in this recording that um you know it used to be a a, a nursing home and Prescott George Prescott no, I just Samuel Prescott Bush Samuel Prescott Bush yes and his home was maintained yes. when that was torn down and condos went up around it and I right. think that you guys have shown that you, you that you're very intentional and deliberate in making sure that there's preservation you know while growing yes so that's a lot to balance, and you guys have done a great, great job of that.
0: It is, and I have to give credit to our council. We we have a, a, a council of six people that really are dedicated to work to consensus. Not that they all have to agree on something, mm-hmm. but I think they have a healthy respect for each other's opinion and working toward a work, workable conclusion. Uh, we have had situations where the conclusion was this will not work. Uh, We were talking recently about a proposal for an apartment development on Dublin Road. Uh, What we found was it would be um, developed at a distance too far from the schools to allow the the schools to continue without a transportation system. So had we approved that, we would have been telling Grandview Schools, you must now have a busing and transportation system. Now, there's a lot of details in that that I think the general public doesn't necessarily comprehend, that it's more than just putting kids on buses. It's the um, commitment that you as a district have then for all kinds of transportation issues. So the council um, reviewed the proposal, had some discussions with the developer, but the bottom line was, for our greater community, this was not a good idea.
1: Got it. Wow. Wow. You do have a lot on your plate. What's your favorite part about being mayor?
0: Oh, I think the favorite part is is the interaction with different folks in the community. Um, we have, um, not only from the governance perspective, we've worked with a number of Eagle Scouts as they do projects within the village. We're working with one now that has has brought to us a very uh, different program for an Eagle Scout project. Um, he's going to be working on an education uh, base for active shooter information for the community. Um, we identified that a number of the residents, be they students or folks in larger businesses, are getting those that kind of training in school or business but many of us don't have an outlet for that and uh, so we're taking that step and um, if we can get that uh, moving forward i think there's an opportunity for us to work with the chamber on something like that great and so we're, we're looking at not only our borders but we're looking beyond where it could be beneficial for for others
1: Wow, that's fascinating. Yeah. Good for you. Good for doing that. So where can people find information on the village of marble
0: cliff? um We have a website uh, marblecliff dot org and uh, we are are um keeping that um, as vibrant as we can. We have sure. a staff of two part timers wow <laughs> um so, uh, and they do a wonderful job in, in not only addressing the needs of the village, but communication is a key issue and challenge not only for us. That's that's I think in general for organizations. Right. But the the website is a, a source of information, and hopefully we're 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 asking the questions to ourselves before they become too big in the community, and no one has the answer. So gotcha. if we can can anticipate and include that type of information on the website, that's that's what we would would encourage people to to look at for basic information.
1: Sure. And what's that web address?
0: Um, www.marblecliff.org.
1: All right www.marblecliff.org. Simple enough. Simple enough. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for joining us. I I like that uh, when you were young, you you thought you were going to head into (laughs) – Medical. You kind of did that through association work a little bit. And then your association work and interest in politics took you to where you are now. And you're doing an amazing job. Thank you. The Village of Marble Cliff is very lucky to have you. And and we're lucky at the chamber to have you on our board and have your insight. So thank you for all that you do to give back to the community as well.
0: Well, thank you very much. And I I appreciate the opportunity to to sit on the board as as an ex-officio member. I think it's an advantage for... Me, I think the other municipalities and, and the school districts uh, feel the same way, and hopefully we're bringing something to the table that's beneficial to the overall discussion. And so I'm pleased to be with you today, and uh, come to the village of Marplecliffe. We're just up the street.
1: Small village, big thinking.
0: Tune into Haycar's new podcast series, The Road to a Simple Life. And join me, Vernon Kay, as I chat to McFly's Harry Judd, Ian Haste of Haste Kitchen, and Money Magpie's Jasmine Bertles about how they keep things simple across their family, food, and financial lives. The Road to a Simple Life is brought to you by Haycar, the new website for used cars that promise to make finding your perfect used car simpler than ever. Find us on all major podcast channels or head to haycar.co.uk forward slash simple for all of the episodes.
1: With OneNet on Vodafone Business, you can make and receive landline calls from your mobile, meaning your office could be here. Or here. Or more likely, here. Hello, Saunders Designs. How can I help? Your office can be anywhere with our OneNet virtual landline, available on our new and limited data plans. The future is exciting. Ready, Vodafone Business. Max download upload speeds apply to data. Coverage may vary. Unlimited in one net terms at vodafone.co.uk slash terms.